Hello, everyone. Um, today, we are really excited to be joined by Emma Pallant-Brown. Um, Emma is a very impressive long-distance triathlete um, who recently can be seen in, in an event where she actually bled through to her swimming costume or her tri-suit, um, and it raised quite a lot of media off the back of it, and Emma totally owned it and um, really demonstrated how she's not afraid of this and how she actually wants to embrace her natural female health so um we wanted to get emma on our podcast today just to talk to her a little bit more about that and hopefully help her share her journey around this so hi emma thank you so much for coming on thank you so much for having me yeah it's been a while (laughs) it really has um jess and i actually used to train with emma although i feel like emma was just flying at the front but um we did used to train with emma many moons ago um (laughs) Anyway, so Emma, I guess from your side, first question is obviously you knew that you were racing when you were on your period. How do you generally find racing on your period? Like, do you feel anxious about the fact that you might bleed through? Do you feel like it might affect your performance? Like how how do you view racing around your menstrual cycle? Yeah, I think I definitely know now I'm I'm pretty regular and um, there's probably four or five days within kind of a range that I know, okay, it's going to fall on one of these days. And, and when I say fall, it's like the first day for me is really heavy. Um, and that kind of is the day that I'd rather not race on. Like my other days are pretty okay. And that's just the day, um, yeah, that I, that I don't feel awesome on. Um and if I was to explain it, I just say that I feel a little bit foggy and um, I just push a little bit less power on the bike, like my quads feel a bit heavy. Um, but it's something that because of that reason, we've made sure that kind of we don't adapt training around it. So I'll still do key sessions on that heavy day um, just because if it is going to fall on a big race day like the other month, then, um, yeah, I'm not going to panic I know to actually pace it a little bit better. And sometimes because I've lowered that bike a little bit um, on the watts, then sometimes I actually run a little bit better, kind of have a stronger back end of the race. Because again, my temperature is a little bit higher, which is something I've just noticed from, yeah, my heart rate and temperature just go up a little bit on that day. Um, So if I can even out the pace a little bit kind of through that race, um, then it just just helps me control things and, and still have a good performance. Awesome. That's honestly just so cool to hear, Emma. And it's so fascinating how you've like naturally worked that out. Um, I definitely find in my practice with athletes, like being savvy in the days leading up to the event to like really make sure they're fresh and tapered, like is just a really useful way of being like proactive and prepared. And it, it sounds like you've like totally worked out what works for you effectively. Yeah. And even down to like the clothing that I wear that from the heat point, especially if I'm racing in somewhere hot and I know my temperature is going to be that little bit higher. Um, there's, so there's two kind of main suits that you can race in, in triathlon. There's the, the long sleeve, which is more aerodynamic. So faster on the bike. Um, and then like the short sleeve, short legs, um, the swimsuit type, which yeah, isn't as aero and fast on the bike, but you're going to be a lot cooler, um, on the run. So again, it's kind of picking and choosing what I'm going to eat, even with my hydration, kind of I'll fuel a little bit more into um, the race, and then be taking on more liquid during the race. Is that a wealth of knowledge that you've built up around your body, Emma, through just tracking through the years? Or have you just kind of got become aware just because it's happened each month? Or what's the kind of 
yeah how do you approach it yeah I think it's it's kind of um now that I feel like my body's in a healthy place um I feel like it kind of tells me what I need and um again I can notice those couple of days leading in I actually get a little bit more hungry um and I listen to my body and I don't overeat but I will take on a little bit more of those simple carbs um just cut out fiber a little bit more so that I'm not upsetting the stomach just being gentle on the stomach but giving it that little bit more um of energy and yeah it's just been from a like you say just because we we keep training pretty consistent um it's been something that I've kind of picked up in training and then put into practice um on those race days and that is just so cool to hear because I feel like that's totally like intuitive but also like your body does need more fuel premenstrually um and actually for like I would say a week to 10 days before in the build-up to menstruation because the body's working harder to effectively build the endometrial lining but then also to have a bleed so it's super cool to hear that you're kind of natural physiology is telling you the right things and also the body temperature thing is so fascinating because actually your body temperature typically decreases when you're just about to start menstruating and when you're on your period but the reason why your body temperature goes up so you think and you feel hotter is because your body is adapting to the sudden change in temperature so it's actually just so interesting to think about like changing clothing and I think the hydration thing is also really interesting because we know that typically females underhydrate when they're menstruating because onset of thirst is reduced and actually if you don't hydrate as well then your research suggests that you have worse symptoms and a longer bleed so it sounds like you're like all over that which is very very interesting yeah it's funny you should say that and that's something that I think before uh where I fell into a bit of a trap that I that I wasn't intentionally doing but kind of caught myself out a little bit was the days leading up to I felt like I was a bit puffy and like holding fluid and that fluid retention made me not like I feel a bit bloated so I don't want to drink as much um and then it was kind of reversing that that psychology um then I read also an interesting article I think it was Dr. Stacey Sims. Um, and this was the first time that we trialed it was to, my husband actually was the one who found it first and sent me the article. Um, and it was probably three weeks. It was like around Easter time. Um, just in case, like I was going to go, cause I thought, okay, the period is going to come around this big race. Um, and it said to back off the caffeine, um, like yeah. a few days leading in. Um, yeah. and we trialed that and yeah, yeah. It seemed to be good. <laughs> Um, this is so cool. I feel like you're just nailing it left, right and centre. And you're you're so right with the hydration thing. I think it's so natural that people feel bloated. So they don't want to hydrate and they don't want to eat more. And that's the worst thing you can do because one of the primary causes for bloating is actually that you're not hydrating enough and you're not fueling regularly enough. So it's like this counter process that's happening and then you leave big gaps between meals and then you start craving bad things which then will make your symptoms worse so it literally creates the perfect storm so um, and caffeine as well we know that caffeine can exacerbate menstrual cycle symptoms as well um so it sounds like you're just nailing it left right and center which is just super cool um I guess my next question, Emma, is so in terms of the photo that you um, put up on social media, so I think on Instagram, was that something that you actively chose to put up or was it that someone kind of raised this and you were like, oh, God, now I need to answer to it? Yeah, so um, it was so I saw a comment on it. Um, PTO had put it up and then I saw a yeah. comment I replied to a comment um, about why I didn't think it should be cropped. And yeah. then from that comment, um, that comment got shared a little bit. 
So I was getting all these messages from guys saying, um, like, I know a lot of women and they also would have been horrified to see that picture. Like they wouldn't want it up. And that's what made me think, okay, like I actually have to put it up because I really don't think, like, I think we should change the attitude of I'm embarrassed about this photo and I don't want it to be seen. I think we need to reverse that and say, hey, this is the kind of photo that if there's one out there, then let's celebrate it. And um, yeah, I I kind of felt responsible to not just say, oh, it's a normal thing and, and reply to them like that, but instead actually do an action that showed like this isn't embarrassing. This is like, this is so beautiful and, and it should be celebrated because yeah, some, some like I was growing up and I didn't have a period for a while. And that's something that, yeah, made me again, think this is such a great thing, like to be racing and having a period. Yeah. And I just literally commend you so much for that, because I think of all of the, I work with quite a few young athletes and one of the biggest things is the fear factor around flooding through to their sports kit. Like I know when I was a kid, I had white PE shorts. Like it was just trauma for a child. I was literally a child as 11, like starting my period. And I was just so anxious about this. And I think this will have empowered so many people to see that actually it's not a bad thing. Like it's actually, as you say, it's a sign of health. And so um, I'm genuinely so grateful to be able to like refer back to that to, you know, in athlete talks and young athlete talks, particularly because we, if we look at some of the primary reasons why people drop out from PE, one of the primary reasons is actually fear of flooding through to their clothes. And I think it shouldn't be an embarrassment factor. So um, yeah, thank you honestly for that, because I, I feel like that really is going to change the lives of so many young girls, particularly. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. And and that's the thing, like I put it up to to try and inspire a few like young people, but I also didn't realize the response that I would get and actually how much education I would get back in return because I tried cups before and like I don't think I tried them properly because then having all this advice, reading everything, um, reading about discs as well, like it's actually also taught me so much, um, which has been, yeah, amazing. Yeah, that. Did you say discs there? Yeah. What What are they? Yeah, I've literally only just, so the way that I'm understanding um, how they differ from cups at the moment is um, that they're not reusable. Um, it goes slightly further up. Um, and yeah, I, I haven't, I've got samples of cups so far that um, I'm going to be testing. I haven't got hold of a disc yet. Um, so I'm not the most knowledgeable on it yet, but I'm definitely um, going to investigate it. Oh, that's so great. And I want to ask you more about the comments that you received off the back of it. But um, yeah, just to sort of say, what was the situation? What what would the, um, you kind of made a long post with the photograph can you talk us through your thoughts behind that? Because you mentioned so many things that we could touch on in that post. You know, the, the the amazing men that support women, the fact that you 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 you're going to try a menstrual cup, but you bled through your tampon. The different situations you you seem to have to think about an awful lot of things on race day that a man wouldn't have to think about. Yeah, and and I think as well that sometimes the guys don't get as much kudos as they should. Like my husband is so supportive. And like I said, he's always looking at what's the latest research of how can this feel more comfortable, feel easier for you. Um, and maybe because he coaches women, like it's it's also something that we'll very openly talk about. And and I felt like, 
yeah, it's it's one of those that there is a lot to think about and and especially again with clothing when in triathlon you're often designing your own suit these days. Um, and I work with an amazing company. Um, they're Santini. Um, the boss is uh, female. They're sisters, um, and they really champion their women. And the design of the suit actually was dark at the underneath and dark behind um, because I never rolled forward on my bike before. And then um, I had a new bike and a new position, um, and that's where this had kind of occurred. And the light suit was to make it a bit cooler. Um, so we had thought about all these things and controlled the controllables, but then we learned something on race day, but like you always do, you're always taking those lessons from, from a race day. And I think that there are lots of factors and it's like triathlon. There's so many factors about nutrition and different sports and um, the different elements of long distance racing that you're always learning stuff. And I think it's, nice to then be able to pass on that knowledge and and actually learn from it and change it um yeah that's kind of um yeah it's it's something that I think we're always moving forward with and and that post um like Georgie said was incredible and incredibly empowering what um other than the kind of bits of advice you got um what sort of positive feedback did you get did you get other athletes contacting you being like thank you so much for helping break the stigma like what type of stuff did you receive yeah yeah there was so much positive comments and and I think as well just so many women kind of relating to it and and also I feel like sometimes as a pro athlete you're 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 responsible to show that human side because if you are trying to come across as this big like hero who's a robot um, and like Georgie will know that we often had a, were in touch with like Kelly Holmes did a lot of work with us when we were younger and really got involved with the next generation. And she made herself like accessible. And I think it's almost like, yeah, re-emphasizing the fact that you are just the same as anyone else. And these young girls out here, um, they're, they're going to experience everything that you experience as a pro athlete. And, and it's in touch. It's in reach to do that kind of thing. You're not a robot. And um, I think so many comments of, yeah, just people that could relate to that. Um, that was probably the most like important positive thing for me. Um, yeah, just to just to be human. I just have to touch on um, what kind of sparked this whole thing off. And I think um, obviously I, I just don't think you realize that elite athletes and the platform that you have and your ability to spread positive messages and like the encouraging message that you gave the empowering message you gave through that post and I think um wasn't there an incident where yeah the the, the man on Twitter or the, the the profile on Twitter said oh this could have been cropped a little bit better do you just think that that's that's another barrier we've got to get over that this is society as a whole probably reflected in that post in terms of uh, you know why 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 wasn't why has this been shown why couldn't this have been edited it's like well why does it need to be edited and I think you said it in your post that that hints that there's something wrong with the photo yeah yeah and I think that's a really important point like I think sometimes we try and glamorize things too much and the reality of sport is it's it's not glamorous a lot of the time if you're going for a goal in life it's not glamorous because you've got to work hard to, to have something meaningful you've got to work hard to get to it and there's the highs and there's the lows and I think that you you're to crop something out that for example if 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 someone someone said as well I, I got ridden to about um a wedding dress if someone was wearing a white wedding uh, wedding dress um they would be mortified and um 
my kind of response to that is like, imagine a picture of a lady in a white dress who spilled a bit of red wine over herself. Would she not put that up? Because what are her memories behind that of a great night, of a great party? Like she'd have no shame in putting that up. And I think very similarly, if if a guy is wearing a white vest and has chafed his nipples in a marathon, people would be like, whoa, he's hardcore. Like, yeah. check him out. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just like something like that. Like, like you don't have to actually, the message behind it is so much stronger that you can get out there and perform on your period and, and to take that away from someone I think is just, yeah, it's just sends the wrong message. Yeah. I I think that is just so important. It's really cool to see that you've kind of step back as well and firstly it's actually so great as you said like it's a beautiful thing that you are menstruating because you went through a period of not and I think a lot of people do when they're pushing themselves at, at a young age or at any age um, and I think the normalization of that is also really important so it's, it's really cool to see that um, and you're performing at such a high level and menstruating regularly and like you won the world duathlon championships this year correct? Yeah, yeah. And and last year. So you're back to back winner, is that right? Yes. Um no, sure. The other time was two times before COVID and then yeah, back this year. That's just so cool. Um and so amazing and just so great to see. Um I guess my final question for you, Emma, um, like with your like athlete hat on, I'm just generally really intrigued. Like, obviously, you've done so much research and I love that you say your husband is like all over this as well. I genuinely feel there's so many practitioners, male practitioners out there who are so keen to learn and so enthusiastic. Like, obviously, they haven't been through it, but they want to learn. And one of our the aims of our podcast is very much to provide education to people. But where do you think we need to go in terms of like what is the next question we need to answer for female athletes to help them perform consistently at their best um throughout their menstrual cycle um I think first of all it's it's open and honest conversations and I think putting evidence if if I look back at the young me how would the young me like respond to things they'd respond to to evidence um and to to seeing people that they look up to. Um, like I didn't listen to my mum. When Kelly Holmes said something to me, like I listened to her because I think that's athlete driven. And and I think more research around, I know the general population is awesome too, but also an elite level. Like before I was very like almost embarrassed and, and worried about saying that I didn't have a period when I was too light as a runner. Um, I kind of felt like that was a bad message because people could look at me now now I'm three kilograms heavier having a period and they could say, well, you did all your PBs back when you were a young runner. And I think now this year, now I've got to back to my run form and I've actually run a 10K PB and I want to run a half marathon PB. Then I feel like that's actual evidence that you can give to people and say, I'm healthy, I'm three kilograms heavier, but I'm running the fastest I've ever run. And I think more positive kind of just evidence and numbers behind that um because yeah I think people are scared to talk about to young when they've had a problem sometimes are are scared to talk to young athletes because they don't want to give them any ideas or or say the wrong thing um so yeah with facts and numbers I think keep on pushing that kind of positive message across I think that's that's just such a good point and I feel like it is really hard when you have an athlete who's maybe 
in their early 20s who ran like super fast, maybe pre-puberty or and likely their puberty would have been delayed or their menarche would have been delayed. And then they're like, oh, but how do I get to be as good as I used to be when I, you know, didn't have all these hormones in my body and or they're not menstruating and maybe they're doing really well, but we know it's like short term success, long term, they're not going to be able to compete in the sport at a high level day in, day out. So how, how do you actually demonstrate to them that you know they need to be proactive to support their long-term health it's not just about performance now um yeah I totally agree and I think all of what you've just said is like great for young athletes to hear and developing athletes to hear um and it's just so cool to see how amazing your journey is going thanks Emma thanks so much